This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jimmy, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 45. Forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Rattling through them, approaching the big five oh already. Amazing. Yay. <laughs> How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good, yes. I'm not bad at all. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, you have a good birthday? I had a fab birthday. Any who gifts? Any who gifts? Uh, I only got the one because I think um, people do you know, don't tend to buy them, do they? They assume that you've got everything, or they don't know what to get. Yeah, that's well. That's what I was going to say. Um, it's quite difficult to buy for who fans sometimes mm. because because I know that um, uh, my wife she was uh, so. What do you want for your birthday then? Something Doctor Who. It's like yeah, can do. She's like, well, what do you want then? So like, don't know really. <laughs> well, that's not very helpful. I said, well. Got quite a lot of stuff upstairs, so I don't really, I don't know. It's quite difficult, I guess. If you if you've not got a lot of stuff, or you're just starting out collecting, or you haven't got a lot of that stuff, then it's okay, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I haven't got a great deal anyway. But I always find there's loads of stuff I want, and then when somebody asks me, I can't think of anything. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, like there's loads of things, or it's too expensive. You know, like I think, well, there is something I want. But it's uh, Doctor Who collectible that's about 200 quid, so... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I did get um, a Doctor Who dressing gown. Oh, very nice. The TARDIS-themed... I bet that goes well with gown. your TARDIS slippers. Oh, it's bang on. It's perfect. Yeah. God, why are you well suited and booted then with that? Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's a potential... No, no, no. I was going to say it's a potential cosplay. <laughs> but that might be a bit weird. It'd be a little bit half a dent, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a crossover be... between the two worlds. Yeah, be yeah. good. Yes, it would be a bit strange, but no, that's um. But I had a fab day, thank you, and I'd like to say thanks to all of you guys that jumped onto uh, Facebook and Twitter and the Geeks Handbag page because you guys just flooded, flooded our timeline with birthday messages. So that's really awesome. So that um that brought a tear to my eye almost. Oh, yeah, we've got some good listeners out there. We have. Has to be said, yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. That was really awesome. That made, that made my day even better. It's very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good one. How did you get on with your festival tickets, Doctor Who Festival? Uh, yes, I was going to mention that to you, mate, before we got onto ah. the news. Um, I, I nabbed a ticket, uh, as you did. Yes, I got one, yeah. So we're going to be there on Saturday, right? Yes, we're going to be there the same day, and we're both Daleks, aren't we? We're not Cybermen, we're both Daleks, is that Indeed. right? Indeed, yes. Yes, so that's going to be good. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, the, the the shine was taken off it slightly when I, because uh, I've been waiting for the photo and autograph things to be released, and I'm really hoping I get one this year, because I didn't have any luck um, with the 50th one, didn't manage to get any. Um, so I'll be a little bit annoyed if, if that happens again. But um, I was a little bit peeved off, actually, because the Doctor Who official Facebook page the day before the tickets went on sale, was saying about um, autograph and photo opportunities will be announced later. Fair enough, that's pretty standard with them. But then now the tickets have gone on sale, they've now said there won't be any autograph opportunities at all. Oh, yeah. And yep. I was a bit, I'm a bit miffed by that because, you know, one of the things I always look forward to, although I didn't, didn't manage to get them for the 50th, was, you know, the chance to get some autographs because I love coming back with some signed pictures and stuff. I think it's, you know, it just gives you something to look at when you get home and yeah. you feel like you've got something and you've met someone. Um, so I'm a little bit shocked that they're having a festival with no autographs at all. <laughs> I think it's mm. really odd. But yeah, but that aside, uh, I was furious about it when I first read it because I do think they're a bit misleading um, with what they were saying before. But but that aside, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm glad we're both going to be there the same day. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to grabbing some pictures on the sets and all that sort of thing. That's going to be awesome. And getting to see Mr. Capaldi himself. Yeah. He's good when he's on stage with Stephen Moffat. Um, he, you know, he's not, he doesn't sort of mince his words. They're quite good together. A bit like Matt Matt and Stephen Moffat are always good together. They yeah. obviously got on quite well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. And, um, yeah, I was going to mention it because there's a bit of, bit of a kickoff, wasn't there? A bit of a hoorah 
Oh, yeah, uh, a couple of news, yeah, newspaper, couple of newspapers here in the UK broke um, broke this story about hundreds and hundreds of Who fans who are going mental because um, the price of the tickets and so on. They are a bit expensive, and I must admit, I was thinking um, the fiftieth ticket. I believe was around 35. I can't remember now. It certainly wasn't anywhere near this, which is nearer 70. So it's, a, it's twice the price. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I was trying to find my old ticket, but I realised, of course, it gave him, you know, when we went. But I'm sure it was around the 35. Somebody out there might want to correct me or whatever, but it definitely wasn't nearer 70 pounds. So it, it yeah. is a little bit expensive. And the, I mean, if you're thinking about the family tickets, which is what the news article focused on. Yes. I mean that is like what is it? Is it only two hundred and something or three hundred? It's 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 really expensive. Yeah, it's like you know two hundred pounds, I think, something like that for a family. Yeah, which is that is yeah. a lot of money. And you if know, you want I'm, the um the TARDIS edition where you get a goodie bag and a front front row seat, yeah, it's like another hundred quid on top of that or something. And I think what I think you know there's a valid point here because people are saying, well, okay, I'm paying you two hundred and something quid, and then you're going to ask me to pay extra. Uh, for the photos and whatever at the end of the month. So what am I actually getting for 200 quid? Which is, yeah, you are going to get shows and stuff, but I can sort of, you know, there's a lot of money to have to then pay extra for yeah. photos and, and anything else that they might want to throw in. So, yeah, I, c- I can see it. I mean, I, me and you were both on that um, Friday when we were texting each other saying, right, here we go, getting ready to purchase tickets we were both a bit like oh it's expensive isn't it you know i mean i know you were sort of thinking oh sh- shall i do this or because it's a lot of money yeah because yeah. oh yeah you've got to get travel exactly you know yeah. i'm gonna have to stay up there because it starts at like nine o'clock and there's no way i can get get from here to london for nine so i have to get to stay up there i'm assuming you're gonna stay up there are you or at the moment yeah i'm staying are you gonna put foot yeah. to the pedal and, and i don't know because i can jump on the train i guess you're bed- a bit closer aren't yeah, you? yeah um I mean, Bedfordshire, so it's not too bad, it's like 40 minutes on the train, but it's just the, you know, the ball ache of getting up that early on a Saturday and having to get Exactly, yeah, exactly. So at the moment, I'm planning to stay. Um, but I remember before tickets went on sale, like the day before, when when they announced the festival and stuff, um, it was kind of, in my head, I thought, well, this is a sure thing. There's yeah. no way that we're not going to get tickets to go. And I'll be honest with you, like you said, when we when they announced the the prices and stuff, I was like, mm, I don't know, that is a lot of cash for a for a one day, you know. Mm. So and yeah, and also the thing, the big sort of thing on the poster says "Meet the Cast" in great big letters, and that again is a bit misleading because that's the name of the show. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. You, that's a, that's really cheeky, I think. You know, meet the cast. Basically, that means sit in a great big auditorium with thousands of people and see a dot on a stage. It's not meet the cast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I am looking forward to it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am really looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm, it is, I mean, we've got to go there. It's got, we, you've got to be there. But, but I am, yeah. uh, am going to be slightly disappointed if I don't manage to grab one of those photo opportunities. Are you going to be? Because obviously we've just, you know, just been chatting about how expensive this is. But are you going to be buying any photo opportunities or do you think you've, you've given them enough money? At this moment in time, I think I've given them enough money. Yeah. So I'll probably just enjoy the day with what's going on and not not pay extra for photo ops and stuff. But Well, I, I am desperate yeah. for a photo with Capaldi, so I will probably try and grab one of those. I'm not getting my hopes for that because I know what it was like last time. It was just impossible. So I'm just going to, fingers crossed, try and get one. But if I don't, yeah. But I am I'm looking forward. We're, we're going to have a great day up there. It's just, I'm just going to soak up the atmosphere and... Yeah. You know, be with all the other Who fans. We'll we'll love it. It will be a good day. Yeah. And don't worry, mate. We're um I'm pretty good with the old Photoshop. So if you don't manage to get a, <laughs> to get a pick, it's uh, it's not not the end of the world. I wanted to get I, I uh yeah, I was gonna say I, I've got I did manage to grab one with Capaldi, but it was a mad when, when all that he was in the middle of all that crowd and he's sort of because it's the iPhone and it's not very good if anyone moves. Capaldi's sort of got four eyes in it. Do you know what I mean? It's a really sort of... <laughs> I was thinking, there must be a way to digitally enhance this to remove two of those eyes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to make it a better picture. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to get a proper pick with him. But if not, yeah, I'll take you up on that offer. Well, I had loads of people. Um, when we launched a new website, um, you know, we've got the you and I together holding our sonic screwdrivers. Yeah. Um, loads of people commented on, on that saying, oh... It's a good photo of you two and blah, blah, blah. We're not actually together, are we? 
Oh yeah, no, I know that's right. No, the magic of Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. Actually, I'll tell you, tell you what. Just uh, just quickly talking about Capaldi as well. I've seen some brilliant because obviously they're doing a lot more um, location filming at the minute. So I've seen a lot of pictures with him with fans, and I saw the most incredible YouTube video yesterday where they're filming. Um, I don't know where it is. It looks like it's by the sea or something. And it's like this this guy who's just gone down to location with his mum, and he's like just watching the film and it seems like no one's around he can't believe it he's like i just just don't know if no one knew they were filming or whatever but you know normally there's crowds of people yeah there's no one around and peter capaldi just walks up to him he doesn't even approach him because he's a bit scared peter capaldi just walks up and starts chatting to him and he's filming all this starts doing all these poses pointing out you know like doing that classic pointing pose and oh, yeah. Yeah. and he's like going so do you want to do it against this backdrop or where, where do you want to do it and it, He's just incredible with fans, mate. I'll tell you, I was re- so jealous watching that clip. But I was also just thinking, what a guy. He doesn't just yeah. sort of come up and go, come on then, quickly. He's like actually like doing a photo shoot. He's like, yeah, where do you want to do it then? Um, you know, incredible. I-, I love the man. He's like the ace rimmer of, of <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Smoke <laughs> me a kipper, I'll be back for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. 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 Talking of the, uh, just get back on the festival. Um mm. We're probably going to, um, well, we should hopefully be doing some podcasty bits there. Yeah. So I'm going to take my audio recorder and a mic and stuff like that and we'll interview a load of cosplayers and do that stuff. So even if you can't make it, we'll put loads of pics and some audio stuff on anyway. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so, be good. Um, yeah, we'll keep you all in the loop and we should be tweeting out throughout the day and stuff like that. So if definitely. you didn't get a ticket or you don't want to, you don't want to spend that amount on a ticket, fear not. We'll we'll sort you out. Yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen a few of our listeners have um, sent us messages saying that uh, they're going to be there the same day. So yeah, looking forward to meeting a few few people as well. And yep. uh, like you said, we'll grab some some interviews. People, I've never seen all your recording equipment. I've got a vision of you with like um, a Ghostbusters backpack size <laughs> of all this stuff, like a big recording wheel on your back, and all these microphones and stuff. No, it's um, it's very it's compact. Portable. Yeah. Uh, cool. For those of you in the know, so Roland R dash zero five. And uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll take all that, we'll take that stuff, and we'll be able to keep you in the loop of what's going on. But it should be a good day. Yeah, it will it will be good. Negativity aside, it'll be an it'll be an awesome day. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, sure. Right, let's see. We better get into the news then. We've got a bit to go through this week, haven't we? We have the news. Yeah, let's land it, dude, and we'll um, okay. We'll crack on. First up, we have some cool news, actually, because I really yeah. like this character. Uh, the um, Ingrid Oliver, who plays um, Osgood, is jumping over to Big Finish as well. Yeah, I think she'll be really good, actually. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to join uh, Gemma Redgrave, um, Kate Stewart, on one of the new unit. Um, I'm assuming this is the first of a few. I'd like to think this isn't a one-off. Unit no, production. I would assume so. Yeah. No big finish, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully this is the first of, of many unit uh, stories. But for the first one, so she was only recently announced. I think it was um, uh, the week, the weekend just gone or early this week. And um, when I saw it, I just thought it was another news story about her character in the TV show. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the um, uh, the big finish, I thought, like, wow, this is going to be cool. So this one is defo on the pre-order list. Yeah, I it think. is now. It's funny because I was excited when they announced this. Um, and I don't know if this is the official cover, but I, I really like it. It's, it's really cool with the explosion and stuff. And I'm assuming they didn't have Ingrid in it before. I'm trying to picture it because I've seen this cover before and she's now on it. So I'm assuming they sort of did one without her on, did they? They did, yeah. They yeah, must have done. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. on the first one, I believe. It was the same sort of cover, but without it. But, but now that Ingrid's in it, yeah, this definitely is a must-have for me because... I like Kate Stewart, but she's a little bit monotone, and I think you need someone like Osgood to bring bring a bit more to it, a bit of humour yeah. to it, and I can imagine she'll be good on audio, you know? She so yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I am actually looking, I'm really looking forward to this, and you're right, I'm, I'm definitely the one to pre-order. When is it actually out? It's out in November. November, okay. Yeah, and you can pre-order it now, so I'm assuming it's, what, 20 quid? 
buy a big finish if you pre-order it now? They normally are because then, yeah, as soon as they're released, the price kind of jumps up, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's yeah, it's twenty quid. Yep. Um, yeah, and I was excited because I I really like her character, and I think she's got a good. Um, I don't mean this sarcastically. I think she has got a really good voice for audio and stuff. Yeah, I do. So yeah, one for the pre-order list. I was going to say, and I think as well that because she's going to be in the series. Um, I'm wondering when Stephen Moffat decided to bring her back. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously they're gonna, they want her to tie in with the TV series. Mm-hmm. Just wondering if uh, if the two sort of went hand in hand. I don't know, but yeah, very good. I should definitely be ordering that. Indeedy. Right. So other news: another festival, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> What's with this festival thing? Why have we gone from sort of? It just sounds so. Um, 1960s to be but anyway there's going to be a radio times festival um in september it's going to be at hampton court and uh, the reason i'm mentioning it is because it's going to be uh, celebrating some of the biggest shows and that does include of course include doctor who um and there's going to be some big big names there and what i'm really excited about is we've got peter capaldi stephen moffat and russell t davis all on the same stage. So that should be... uh, Not at the same time, though, I don't think. No. Which is a bit of a shame. Uh, But, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Um, When is it? 24th and the 27th of September, I believe. 24th to the... Yeah. And the Doctor Who um, panel is on the Friday the 25th. It's in the afternoon. So if you want to go to that one, you'll have to take your day off work or something. But uh, Yeah, half two to half three. Um, So, yeah, like you say, it's the... It's a festival. Mm. Ay, ay, ay. And because um, <laughs> when, yeah, because when you, when you picture a festival, I think of something like... Um, Wellingtons. Yeah. So like a typical like <clears throat> Leeds Festival or Reading or yeah, something like that, you know, like <clears throat> outdoor hippie stuff. Um, so yeah, I can, I'm not sure. I don't know. But anyway, so Doctor Who, yeah, and Russell T. Davis are, are both there, which is awesome. Yeah, Russell's on at four, so it's like the moth will be exiting in the stage pretty much as Russell's coming <laughs> on. It'd be, be quite good if they sort of give you know give the old why are you order as they walk past <laughs> each other. Why are you? Yeah. <clears throat> Erasing all my my writing. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty cool. I must admit, I'd love to... I'm more excited by the Russell T. Davis bit because I'd love to sort of go to an evening with... Or I bet he'd just be really interesting just to listen to he's just one of those people isn't he? he's quite quite yeah. an interesting guy yeah. yeah so he's on for uh yeah so each talk or panel or presentation whatever you want to call it they're both on for an hour so the doctor who one is um capaldi moffat uh brian minchin and a couple a couple of other people um so it's those guys are all going to be doing it but the rtd one it's just him on his own yeah and i think he's going to be talking about just his his work writing in television and so on but i'm assuming that a decent chunk of that will be doctor who yeah i'd have thought so yeah so uh yeah so tickets go on sale the 23rd of june and there's a link in the show notes to that and i was trying to find out prices because it's when you go to the you've got a nice website for it um but sort of all the prices are individually for each show so i think it's around about 20 quid for this Okay, um, I believe, cool. but yeah, so their pricing system is a bit odd because they've sort of each shows a different price. Um, because the first one I clicked on was seventy five pounds, and I was like, "Say what?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What is going on?" Uh, but no, that was for a different part of the festival. So yeah, I don't know. So I think the Doctor Who bits around twenty quid, but don't quote me on it. But yeah, it's worth checking out if you're interested in going. Yeah, be yeah. good. Yeah, more money, more money on festivals. It sounds like we go to like a lot of music-based events. When, mm. you, when you, if you were to say to somebody, I've spent loads on festivals this year, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, right, what bands have you seen? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen that one with uh, Ben Foster in. That was a good band. Yeah, the Ben Foster band. <laughs> that festival was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, does, you... it sounds kind of cool, actually. I can't, now I think about it, I kind of like it. Because I've never actually been to, like, Glastonbury or anything like that. And I always feel a bit um, uncool. Because you know it's like yeah. the, you know you're supposed to do it, and I feel like the time's gone now. I'm too old to go. So yeah, I feel a bit cooler saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm off to after a couple of festivals this year." Yeah, yeah, it does sound cool. Yeah, talking of Ben Foster, do you follow him on Twitter? No, no, I don't actually. No, I didn't know he was on it. Oh, he puts loads of good stuff on there. Oh, right, okay, right. I shall have to follow him. Yeah, he's cool. Puts loads of like behind the scenes Who stuff, like recording orchestra and just loads of Who stuff, pictures and stuff. He's very cool. 
Oh, excellent. Okay, yeah, no, I'll check him out. Yeah, Ben Foster. I like old Ben. Yeah, Benjamin. <laughs> All right, Benjamin. <laughs> Next bit of news before we get carried away. Um, I think last episode we gave you some news about the, the BBC being a bit mysterious and cloak and dagger about um, the upcoming uh, episode 10. Was it last episode or the one before? Yeah, I was just trying to think because yeah. uh, time goes quick, but yeah. one be- uh, Last episode, I think, where they put a picture on of the front cover of the episode 10 script for the upcoming new series, but they'd blurred out the writer and the title and stuff. Um, so now that has been revealed that the writer for that episode is Sarah Dollard. Sarah Dollard, right. Sarah Dollard, yes. So she's going to be, well, she has written um, episode 10. Um, and I'm not sure we've got a title yet for it. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, so we haven't got a title. However, good news that she's on board to write for Who because she's actually written for some really good shows. Yeah, she past. has, yeah. Her, her writing career has spanned um, uh, quite a few years now. So she's written for things like um, Primeval, um, Being Human, um, Merlin, which is quite popular. Um, and I think back in the day, Neighbours as well, I read some. Good old Neighbours. Yeah. So that's really cool because I think, um, generally speaking, um, we haven't had... Um, when's the last time we had a, a, a good female writer on the show? Uh, what, probably Survival. Was it su- <laughs> No, I don't know, but it's been a while, isn't it? I said a good. Uh, oh, so, Survival is good. So... Yeah. Did we have any female writers last series, series nine? I, Sorry, series eight. I don't believe so. Mm. I could be wrong. So, so this could be cool. This could change it up a little bit. Yeah, I must admit, I don't, when the name was announced, um, I, I haven't heard of her. I was a bit like, who? But uh, having looked at it and watched the little video clip, she seems really cool. She does, and I, yeah. And I love the fact she's got a little ace figure. Just if you look at the bottom of the screen in the video she, to the left, yeah, yeah. there's a little yeah. ace figure which uh, immediately puts uh, high up in my regard. So yeah, yeah, that's very good news. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. we look forward to seeing. Well, we look forward to hearing what the title of the episode is and uh, and seeing the episode. Um, and in last bit of news, talking of series nine, I was a bit surprised by this. Um, we've got a character coming back. Do you remember Rigsy? Old Rigsy, uh, yeah. not not Rigsby yeah. from Rising Down. Rigsy <laughs> from from Flatline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming back for um, actually. I think isn't it this? It is episode ten. It's her episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's coming back for her episode. Now I say surprise just because there's nothing wrong with his character, but he didn't exactly strike me as somebody. I thought, yeah, we're gonna see him again. Yeah, did I know what you mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. You have that a lot, quite uh, quite a lot with um, with supporting cast where you just and this is a, a, a good example, as you said. You just wouldn't assume you would see this character pop up again no i'm intrigued to find out why he's back like you know what the, there must be a reason for it hmm i wonder if it's connected to the flatliner story well that's what i'm wondering because i mean I, I actually really liked that that episode i have to admit um and it's strange enough it's one i'm one from the trailer i remember thinking ah, that doesn't look very good and it turned out to be an episode i really liked and i knew it's a dr light one as well um but yeah it's just it's just not a character i would think we'd come back i mean I, I thought the guys from the time heist that little gang oh yeah yeah, yeah now those um whether you like them or not i thought ah, they, they've definitely been ruined to come back and then obviously no sign of them but yeah this one yeah it sort of went under the radar a bit but yeah i'm intrigued to know why and it'd be good if it does tie in um what were those creatures called the boneless the boneless yeah or the nameless well, no the boneless, the boneless i think so yeah um and the episode it was called flatline wasn't it not flatliners Flatline, yeah. Flatline, yeah. Flatline. So yeah, maybe it'll time with that. We'll we'll see. Perhaps that's why they haven't released the title. Maybe it's because uh, it'll reveal the monster or something. Oh, that's true. Could yep. be. Mm. Hmm. So I'm just. I'm. I'm pretty sure that it's not going to have anything to do with the bonus because didn't the doctor banish them to another, another dimension? Yeah, he did actually. Without yeah. reversing any kind of polarity. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing Riggsy again. Riggsy, I've got to yeah. get it into my head that it's Riggsy and not Rigsby. It's so easy to say Rigsby. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think depending on how old you are. <laughs> that's true. It's yeah. easy to say Rigsby. But, yeah, that's Half cool. Our listeners will be like, what is he on about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check out Rising Damp. It was cool. Yeah, classic comedy. Classic British comedy. Sure. Yeah. So, I think that's the news, buddy. It's got some good news there. 
this week. Yeah. Some good bits. Yeah. Adam. Yes. Hit me. This week, we are off to new, 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 new Earth. Lab rats. No wonder the sisters have got a cure for everything. They've built the ultimate research laboratory. A human farm. Why don't they just die? Plague carriers. The last to go. It's for the greater cause. Novice Hain. When you took your vows, did you agree to this? The sisterhood has sworn to help. What, by killing? But they're not real people. They're specially grown. They have no proper existence. What's the turnover? Hmm? Thousand a day. Thousand the next. Thousand the next. How many thousand? For how many years? How many? Mankind needed us. They came to this planet with so many illnesses. We couldn't cope. We did try. We tried everything. We tried using clone meat and bio cattle, but the results were too slow. So the sisterhood grew its own flesh. That's all they are. They've got the plague. The pl- <laughs> <laughs> that guy would have been perfect in this episode. Well, he was, yeah, he was crying out for him to make an appearance, wasn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't it have been hilarious if he'd have stepped out of one of those capsules? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the plague. He's back. Plague. So, New Earth. New Russell Earth. Russell T. Davis, Tenants. First sort of proper episode after spending <laughs> uh, spending a lot of time in bed in the in the Christmas uh, invasion. Yeah. Yeah. This was his first. This was like the epi- this was series like episode one of series two. Yeah. Kicked it? off. Yeah. yeah. So back in 06, April 06. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this was this was actually written by RTD, but he kicked off these first ones, didn't he? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so the deal with this one is the Doctor and Rose. They're kind of she's like super excited and all giggly, isn't she? Because it's like her first ad- proper adventure with the Doctor. They're on a new, mm. you know, a new planet. Everything's different. And um, typically with Doctor Who, nothing stays happy and rosy for longer than a couple of minutes. So they're off, and they're, as they explore new New Earth, I guess, um, they just get drafted into this whole conspiracy theory, don't they, with these um, in this hospital where the patients are being healed surprisingly quickly. And the yeah. doctor can't kind of figure out how they're healing people who have got, like, terminal diseases. That's right. Who should be dead and stuff. They're getting healed really, really quickly, and, you know, he can't figure it out. And then it transpires that they're basically breeding humans for the sake of just infecting them with every disease so that they can get cures like super fast or super efficient, shall I say? Yeah. Um, so the doctor cottons onto this. He's not happy, obviously. Um, and just saves the day, but there is a, an interesting twist of the kind of sub story to this one where, um, there was, uh, there's a character called lady Cassandra and she's been living in the basement, hasn't she? Of this hospital. Yeah. And she's got this like little servant chip. chip, yeah. So he's been kind of keeping her alive and stuff like that. So she's monitoring stuff. She sees that a doctor and Rose are there. She basically kidnaps Rose's body. Um because she wants to just live on and on. So now she's got a body. The doctor doesn't let that happen. Um and then the story kind of gets wrapped up with he saves the day, he saves all the infected people, and Lady Cassandra kind of has a a last minute kind of Change of heart, I guess, and accepts her fate. Yeah, she at one point she has to go inside because she keeps jumping from body to body. And yeah. at one point she has to go inside a zombie. And it kind of gives her an insight of what they're going through, which yeah. gives her a change of heart, doesn't it? Which is uh, not a bad, you know, it's quite a nice little idea. Um, there's also, we've got the face, Return of the Face of Bo. So it's, in a way, it's a sequel to um, The End of the World, isn't it? In, in a sense, because we've got like uh, Cassandra. Oh, yeah. And the face of Bo, uh, both returning from that episode. Yeah. Um, out of the two, I much prefer the face of Bo. I find Cassandra quite annoying. I think she worked okay in the end of the world, mm-hmm. but I find her quite annoying in this one. Uh, whereas I, I love the face of Bo. Um, I like just don't know something about that character. His big old face. Big old face. Yeah, and I like the fact he sort of summons the Doctor there with his on the psychic paper, doesn't he? Kind of tells him he needs to see him, even though. <laughs> he gets the, he says he's got this big secret and, he's, and then he says actually I'll, I'll tell you next week I'll tell you next, <laughs> yeah, yeah. next I won't tell you now 
I'll tell you next time I see you. But yeah, I like I do like the face of Bo in it. Was that but, the first time as well, or the only time that we've seen something actually appear on the psychic paper? Well, it's funny you say that because um, having watched it again the other day, I remember th- I was thinking that's that's pretty cool. I like the way they've done that of, of the writing sort of being scribbled as if it's being written. Yeah. Um, and I yeah I don't recall seeing that very much. Because when the um, doctor always shows like the psychic paper to people it's blank it's always blank isn't it mm. so could you um uh, could you guys let us know if that's the case if we've actually seen because the psychic paper that's a modern who thing isn't it yeah i'm right in saying yeah so have you guys ever seen the psychic paper with actually something on it that we can see as well as the doctor because i think this is the only time we've seen what the doctor sees yeah, you know? yeah, you could be right because I, I thought. Well, I wasn't. I was, I was thinking along the same lines. Just um, I thought at the time that's that's pretty cool. I like the fact that the way they've done that, um, nice little idea, and that it did strike me that it was new and that we don't see that very often. Yeah, hmm. so perhaps the listeners could let us know. Yeah, giant cat ladies, giant cat ladies, giant cat lady nurses. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what they call the sisterhood of something. Um, yeah, the sisterhood. Sanitizer. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the cat ladies. I think they're okay. What do you think? Yeah, I thought they were. I thought the the costume makeup stuff was awesome. Better, better than the survival. Uh-uh. So I thought the makeup was awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. considering it's um, we're quite early on, so the budget wasn't huge. Well, I say huge. I don't know. I, well, the budget isn't as big as what we would get today mm. for Doctor Who, um, and I thought the makeup was done really, really well. It is, actually. It was also... I think they used a very similar effect in um, Gridlocked. Yeah. You know, with those guys. But anyway, it's um, it looks really good. And I don't know. I found them I found them a little bit creepy. I found them a little bit, um, like, immediately untrustworthy. Yeah. Did you get yeah, that Yeah, they look a bit sinister. Yeah, they do. They look a bit sinister. I agree with you. I think they look pretty good. They look pretty decent. And, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Something about... About the sort of nurse's costume with it. I don't know, it does. There is something sinister about them, yeah. Which is, well, the, the practical effects I thought much outweighed the 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 visual CG effects in this one. Some of yeah, it is very bad. It's funny you say that because when this when this was being trailered before it went out, I remember thinking it looked <laughs> really impressive. I remember thinking <laughs> like there, there was, you know, like the little BBC trailer for it. I was, I was so excited for this new series of Doctor Who, as you can imagine. And I remember sort of showing this to the guy I worked with, who, who was a bit not really a Doctor Who fan, and saying, look at this, look at this trailer for the new series, this is going to be great. And he, he was like, oh, they spent a bit of money on it then, because this sort of <laughs> looked quite good back then. And it, yeah, it really hasn't aged well. It, no. you know, it doesn't, doesn't look great at all. No, there's a bit of the beginning, you know, when they're just sitting on the grass. Yeah. You know, and there's like these... Um, you can see the city in the, the background, ships. which doesn't look yeah. too bad. But then you've got these like hover cars and stuff that are whizzing past them, and they look very bad. They do. But do you know yeah. what's even worse than that is that the and this has always bugged me, even from the first time I watched it, the dubbing at the start of this episode. Like, what is going on? All oh, right, yeah, yeah. For the first ten minutes, it's so badly dubbed. I mean, it's, normally you might get the odd line or even the odd scene where they've had to redub it. But I was thinking my my disc was fault, but but luckily I remembered this from the time. You know, it's really bad. It goes on for ages. It's not until they actually get into the complex and and into the shower, I think, that we finally get some real dialogue that isn't dubbed. I think. Yeah. It's really and it's really bad. It's so obvious. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's quite noisy out on the. Welsh, it looks Welsh a really, hills. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a really rough day, doesn't it? You can yeah. see they're all smiling and trying to make out it's lovely, and we're <laughs> we're sat on the grass, like it's, but you can tell just from the fact that the hair's blowing all over the place and it's as grey as anything. It was obviously a really bad day, yeah, yeah. in terms of, uh, <laughs> of uh, filming and sound. So I can see why it had to be dubbed, but it's just that um, it doesn't seem to have been treated at all. It just sounds so studio, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they could have done it better. But anyway. And they not tied it up for the Blu-ray release, or was it just the straight? No, it's the note? same. It's just oh, the okay. same. Yeah, yeah. As I said, if I didn't know, if I if I, hadn't, I remembered it being bad anyway, but if I didn't know better, I think it was. You know, like sometimes your sound goes out of sync. Yeah. On the, on a disc, I've had that before, where they, where the author in of the disc isn't right. It's like that. It's just it's just really not good. Not good. Yeah, not good. Which um yeah, 
which sort of brings me on to the sort of overall tone of this episode. I, I, I think you said last week as well, you haven't watched this for a while. I haven't watched it for quite some time. And I remember thinking it, it was an okay episode, not great, not bad. That's in my mind, thinking, yes, yeah, I haven't watched it for a while, but I, I think it's all right. I don't remember thinking it was, you know, anything special. Yeah. Having watched it again on Tuesday, it's so much worse than I remembered. Really? I mean, I, I yeah, I, it, it really, really, <laughs> I was quite shocked, actually, how bad it was. Because I don't remember it being that bad. And I don't know if it's just because it hasn't aged very well. Um, but there's so many bits in it where I was just cringing and groaning. And I was quite surprised, actually, because I, I did think it was as bad as it is, in my opinion, anyway. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not to say it's a complete write-off, because there are some good moments in it. But um, yeah, my overall feelings on this episode are that it's uh, it ain't great, and it and it should have been because um, and we've had this before, where we've got some really good ideas and some there's quite a lot going on in it, some good elements. Um, there are bits I like, but it just doesn't come together at all. And the the biggest sort of um, the biggest thing for me with it is the humour in it just falls completely flat. It, it's just cringy. <laughs> um, I think that's what really kills it for me because there are other bits in it. I think work okay but it's just yeah all the stuff with the rose jumping from body to body and 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 the silly voices and ah oh, I was I was struggling with it mate to be honest with you okie dokie and I think Tennant deserved a much better intro to his first series a okay. much bit much stronger story you know again this seems to be focused a lot around rose it should have been you know we should have had our doctor at the forefront in a much stronger story I think okay so that's my overall feelings. That's what about feelings. you? My feelings is this is probably my favourite. Hey, you jest, <laughs> you jest, sir. Oh God, the constant wind-up. Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> somebody, ne- somebody nearly dropped their coffee last week when you said, um, "What was it you said? You said you you didn't like City of Death when you were jesting." That's right. I saw I was... one of the comments. Someone was like, "What?" You could just imagine them. You know, <laughs> yeah. No, New Earth. I thought was. Um, uh, a, a big letdown mm. in terms of story and character stuff because um, it's strange because there's there's potential there for it to be quite cool. If yeah. You, if you got rid of the the problem that I've got with it is when you when you the reveals came, there just wasn't enough to carry it forward after that. So when the Doctor and Rose or Lady Cassandra, as she was at the time, when they when they hack their way through the system to get into like the the basement or whatever, where they've got all the the test humans. Yeah. Once you found that out, that was it. Yeah. There's no, nowhere to go with it. There's nowhere to go because, um, well, there was only two ways you were going to go, wasn't it? Either the Doctor wasn't going to be able to save anyone; he was going to jump in his TARDIS and bugger off. That wouldn't have been a very well written episode for Who fans especially younger Who fans. Um, or you go the other way where you're like, okay, I can see that the Doctor's going to save all these guys, and that was it. So I found that... Um, and also when Lady Cassandra goes into Rose's body, you knew that by the end of the episode that wasn't going to stick. Yeah, of course, she was yeah. going to be out of the picture. So I just found it like a big, a big soup of predictability. Mm. And that didn't even... Because I haven't watched this one since... Oh, I, we must be talking a few years now. It's been a long time since I watched it. And after I finished watching this yesterday, I thought, yeah, there's a reason why I haven't watched this one. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember it being pretty poor. Um, so, you know, don't know. I mean, what did you think? Okay, so story-wise, not great. Mm. Not very great at all. Character-wise, what did you think of Tennant? I mean, I know he's working with a pretty bad story and the script is pretty bad what did you think to him like his first proper outing as the doctor um i think he's he's okay he's trying a bit too hard um i I think i wrote let me have a look because basically there's a lot of bits where he's shouting and he's obviously really trying to inject some you know tension and 
angst into the episode. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it's a bit too, he's a bit too over the top and um, not really his fault. Like you said, he's doing well with what he's got to work with and he's still very good in it. You know, all the little bits at the start when he's like, uh, there should be a little shop and all that. And he, you know, does, he does that sort of thing quite well, Tennant. He's got a sort of a charm to him. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's, and he's got that straight from the off. So I like that. But yeah, I don't think he's, um, don't think he's on top form in it, but obviously it's very early on in his run. And like you said, he's not given a great script to work with. But I just found, um, yeah, the bits where he's like shouting in the thing. He goes from sort of nothing to that. And it seems very over the top to me because yeah. I know he's cross. And yeah, he's, but I don't know. It just seemed like he was a bit, yeah, over the top. What, 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 what did you think? Yes, um, I, I agree totally. Um, I, I really wanted this one to be like a, an epic first go you know at the series and it's it just it's one of those episodes where you just feel like oh what a shame you know it could have been awesome but um which is a a stark contrast to the next one tooth and claw where he's absolutely brilliant in that yes yeah Um, absolutely and and rose to be fair Uh, so in the next one um tenant and piper are really good and the supporting cast is really good as well and it's a good story um so it's really weird that it goes from Something like this, which really should have been. It no. should have been the other way around. Well, do you know what? I, I was going to say this one should have been, you know, if they were going to try and get some kind of filler episode, they could have put it later on in the series. But I guess at the time, you know, that's ridiculous. You you would never write a something to be a filler episode. I'm assuming that everybody writes the best that they can do and all that kind of stuff. But looking back on it now in hindsight, it's just it feels like just a bit of a filler to pad the series out it's, it's nowhere near good enough for for the start of the series is it that's no. the thing and i think no. um even russell I've, I've heard him on a commentary um somewhere uh oh, this is a long time ago but even he said that they did think about switching the episodes round so that um tooth and claw went out first because he, he knew it was the stronger of the two yeah by by far but um but obviously like this one He's kind of written it as the opener because you've got the nice intro with them saying goodbye to Jackie. And that first five minutes is probably the best bit. It's a really nice little start, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Of them saying goodbye and the doctor, right, let's go further than we ever gone before. And you really think, oh, here we go. You yeah, know, and, yeah. then it, and then it just falls flat. But so I think it, it, it would have been difficult if they had decided to, to swap it around. But um, yeah, I think even Russell acknowledges it, it wasn't his best, his finest moment. And it's such yeah. a shame because I'll tell you what, I can... This this was really I mean Doctor Who Chris brought Doctor Who back and it and it you know put it right back in the public's eye. Um, by the time Tennant was taken over, the, the show was really building. I can remember it and I can remember thinking, you know, wow, this is getting big. You know, Tennant's mm-hmm. taking it to the next level without a doubt. And it should have. Um, I think this killed it a bit flat. I think the viewing figures dropped a lot the following week. And I and I have a very vivid memory of these two guys on um I don't know what it was. It must have been like C B B C or something. There was a Doctor Who thing on one of the sort of C B B C channels. And I just caught the very end and I'll never forget these two young chaps. And they they said something along the lines of, well, don't forget to watch Doctor Who next week and, and the other one chipped in. Yeah, let's hope it's better than last week's episode. Oh, I thought really? I thought they are I don't think they ever worked again. But I was thinking, whoa! Even they're saying it. They shouldn't be saying it, you know. I, I just—it was a real cheeky, flippant comment, and I—I I bet you they got in trouble for it because, you know, it, it, but they were sort of saying what everyone was thinking, like, oh dear, you know, let's hope next week's better. I think my cousin actually texted me and said the same thing after the episode. Was like, oh, that wasn't good because I think a lot of people were tuning in because the buzz for Doctor Who was really, really starting to build big time. Uh, you know, yeah, at the start yeah. of the tenure, it it got a good following from from Chris, but it was building big time at this point. And I think a lot of people tuned in to see what the fuss was about, and probably watched this, and thought, no, oh, yeah. forget that, you know, because yeah, because yeah, in the Christmas Invasion, even though he had spent the like two thirds of it kind of asleep, yeah, the last third, he just nails it. See, I really like the Christmas Invasion. Yeah, he, um, yeah, especially Tennant. I mean, specifically, he nails oh, that. Yeah. You know, the whole thing, and uh, you know, after that, the long wait for the series to start, you were thinking, well, you know, if it's anything like his performance in the Christmas Invasion, we're in for yeah. a treat. So I can imagine. I wasn't watching Who at the time, but I can imagine people being like, oh, we're hoping for a bit more, probably. 
Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's bad in it. He's but not, yeah, so it's definitely yeah. not on on form. He's not hitting the mark in this one. Yeah. Uh, but I think you've summed it up. I think it's more to do with what he's got to work with um, than anything else. And probably the way it's directed, um, I guess. What about Billy, though? Because I think, uh, again, not probably not Billy's fault, but I find her incredibly irritating in this. Um, with the stupid mm. voice when she gets taken over by Cassandra and she's trying to act like Cassandra and oh, I was just cringing through those scenes. It's a bit. Um, I think she's doing a pretty good job. Oh. I, I wasn't too. I wasn't too fussed about, especially that scene where she first. Lady Cassandra first goes into Rose and she's like looking up and down in the mirror and she's. <laughs> I'm a chav. You know all that stuff. I didn't. I didn't mind that too much. I think Billy's doing a pretty good job there with that. Um, but it, they, I think the they kiss. just took it on a bit too much, I think. It was a bit repetitive with that. Yeah, um, I, I particularly the bit where they keep swapping back and forth. I mean, when she goes into the doctor and um, and he's like, oh, I'm busting a samba and all that. Oh, God, mate, I tell you, I was just like, this is awful. Um, and I can imagine that Russell on paper, I can imagine it looked quite funny in his head. I, mean, I can imagine him writing it thinking this is going to be hilarious when they do it. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, a lot of the humour in this falls really flat, which is surprising because Russell's normally pretty good with the humour. He normally sort of gets it just right, you know. Um, but I just think in this, I get the feeling actually when I watch it because a lot of the humour is very in your face. Yeah, it is. Um, some of it's a bit, there's a bit too much innuendo. And I, I, I get the feeling watching this that Russell was feeling very confident and a bit too confident. Um, I don't know. That's, that's how it comes across to me that he just sort of um, felt he could sort of go that little bit further with some of the jokes and and the humor and you know there's a confidence to it um, okay. but it just doesn't it doesn't pay off unfortunately yeah i think yeah i know what you mean it's the the humor part of it was there was a couple of okay little gags in there but um i kind of agree with you with the the bit where she goes into the doctor and the whole samba thing and that i i can imagine at the time it would have got some laughs and and david Tennant's doing it pretty well but it, it, you know, watching watching it back now is a little bit, mm, you know, a little bit cringe, a little bit like, say, for example, if you you were trying to get somebody into Doctor Who, they'd never seen it before. Yeah. And for some bizarre reason, you'd you'd put this episode on. Say if you're doing like a well, say, for example, they said, like, I want to I've watched a few Chris Eccleston episodes in the past, but I want to do like a, a marathon. I want to start with Tennant. And you're sitting there and you're watching this one with them. You'd probably, I don't know, you'd probably be a bit embarrassed. Yeah, you would. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to say it's like, yeah, like oh, it gets better than this. I promise it does. Yeah, get that's better. it. That's what you'd be saying. You say, oh, it is. It gets better. Yeah, it's exactly what you'd be saying. And I was just <laughs> thinking because they are just about to start, aren't they, on the Disney Channel? Um, that's right. With this yeah. episode. Um, Maybe it will suit the Disney Channel because it does feel very kiddie to me. This one, it's a very, it does remind me of a sort of CBBC. It is a little bit, yeah. Or is it CBBC? Whatever, but yeah, yeah, it does feel very kiddie to me. This episode, I think. Um, I, I think what Russell tries to do is he tries to do a light episode at the start of a run. I think he was he always did that, like Partners in Crime. He'd do a, an easygoing one to try and entice people in, you know. And I think that's what he's tried to do with this. He's tried to do a fairly enjoyable romp with bit of humor some serious stuff to try and you know get people in and unfortunately it just hasn't quite come together yeah i know what you mean so in yeah. instead of starting the the series off with sort of high impact and then bringing it down a bit and then he's just he's starting off slow isn't he and it's a build yeah i think he, he used to do that quite a bit i think he just liked to sort of do a, a sort of um a light story to begin with for some reason that was just his his way wasn't it yeah 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 you know, uh, what about I do? I do kind of like Chip, you know, the character. I think um, I like the fact he's sort of uh, <laughs> I think he sort of worships Cassandra, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's too bad. I think he's all right. Yeah, he's quite cool. Um, I think they uh, I kind of like how he looks as well. Yeah, because he's this um, apparently he's a, he's a half life human, isn't he? So he hasn't got a very right. long he hasn't got long to go. Um, and I like how they've done that. I'm not sure if they're if these markings on him are intentional if, or if he was born with them or not, but the makeup and the way that they had him look and stuff I thought was quite cool because um, it doesn't look like he gets out much. No. <laughs> um, so I thought that was quite cool. And, yeah, he is, um, he's a likeable character for me, although he's, although he's very gullible and, he, you know, the only thing he knows is 
is worshipping Lady Cassandra. Yeah. He still had a likability to him that I found. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's likable. Um, and that part of the story works for me. It's one of the bits I think does work is that, you know, that comes full circle because then at the end um, he says, you know, take over my body. I don't mind, you know, because he worships her and she does. And she sort of finally sort of accepts her fate. Um, that, that, that sort of works okay. I think because it just sort of brings the story full circle and you know his the fact that he worship it kind of plays a part in it um and i don't even mind the end scene actually where the doctor takes chip back to meet her as a real person i quite like the fact we get to see cassandra before she turned into the skin um scene it's a yeah. little bit sentimental yeah. but I, I don't mind it i think the actual that last little scene is is not bad yeah yeah it's quite cool and, yeah, no, I think it. I think it works all right. Um, I don't get how the you know like the doctor gathers all the, um, what are they? All the cures, oh, empties yeah. them into yeah. a big bucket, and that just miraculously cures everyone in like two seconds. I think that's pretty lame, to be oh, honest. What, like the cherry red, yeah. the lime green. Yeah, empties about three packets in, and <laughs> yeah. everyone's cured. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But um, once we get past all that. Um, I, I just think that the very start of the episode's good. The middle is not good, and then I, I, I quite like the end. I do like the bit with Bo, the with him and face of Bo. Yes, it's a nice little scene, and we get a bit of mystery. Um, he says, uh, "You know, I've got a big secret to tell you." Um, <laughs> uh, what does he say? I will tell you that we will meet for a third time that's and it. the last time. And I, yeah. that's a, it's a nice scene. Music's really nice as well in that bit. Um, so I like all that, and I like the bit with Chip at the end. So. The ending yeah. is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the face of Bo, he does pop up again in Gridlock. Yes, that's right. I haven't watched yeah. Gridlock for a while. Yeah, I must, yeah. must give that another watch. Yeah. It's really closely linked, isn't it, to this episode? It happens at the same, in the same time frame. Yes. They're both set, what is it, like 5 million and 20, uh, 5 billion, 5 billion and 23 is the year. Yeah. So they're both set at the same time and you've got the cat people and all that stuff. And, it's pretty gruesome as well when mm. the cats are disintegrating or whatever. There's there's a couple of horror bits in this, <clears throat> and I think that's the thing. Is um, if it overall feels like quite a messy episode because you've got you've got all this humour and then some quite gruesome bits, and then there's all this stuff going on, and it's it just feels a very all over the place episode, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. You know, if that's 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 how I would describe it overall. It's just a a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a it's just a very the episode's just all over the place, really. Yeah. No, I read you. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. It's um it's not one of who's best. Let's put no. it that way. No. Yeah. No. I think I was just a little bit surprised how how bad it was. I really don't remember it being so cringy. I, I remembered it wasn't great, but yeah, I'm I'm quite shocked watching it again. It's really gone down <laughs> in uh, well, we'll get to the scores in a minute, but it's um yeah, it's, it's gone down quite a bit from how I remember it. Yeah. Mm. Talking of scores, mm. let's do it. It's your turn to go first. All right, okay. Um, Scores-wise, well, um, God. Joe, I'm struggling with this because <laughs> I really don't know where to pitch it. Um, I've written 5 out of 10 in the book because um, I just put it uh, probably was better on paper. The script probably seemed good, but it just falls flat. hasn't aged well. I think I'll stick with a 5 out of 10. It's kind of just middle, middle of the road, really. 5. Uh, yeah, let's go with five. I don't know if it should be lower or higher or whatever, but I'm just going to go five out of ten. Okay. Not great. What are you going for? Four for me. Four. Four. Yep. Yeah, see, I wondered if... No, oh, i just stick with five. I wondered if five was too high, but it's just... Yeah, it's not good. I was looking at my previous scores, you see, to see what I'd scored everything else, because this falls pretty near the bottom for me. Um, okay, right. So I was thinking of going four... Or four point five, or five. Do you know what I mean? But let's put it this way: it's at the lower end. So I'll go five, five out of ten. Cool. Yeah. What did our listeners think? Our listeners think the, we had a couple of on the old um, Facebook. Yeah, I was going to say Facebook. You guys just flooded the page mm. this week. Um, so thank you massively for that. That was. Uh, it was just like comment after comment after comment. I was like, oh, wow, these guys are. You're going for it. So I'm not going to show them time to read all of them or or all the comments, but I will read all the names because uh, you're all awesome. Um, so first of all, um, Michael McGee, um, he says, it's nowhere near the best story. Um, 
it's just in my case it holds a special place in my heart because it's the first episode of Doctor Who that I ever watched. Um, yeah. I did like how it felt, the Doctor Who version of a zombie movie um, with the humans touching you and you're dead and so on. Um, he said, yeah, but not one of the best, but nostalgia in my case, 7 out of 10. Uh, P.S. Love last week's episode, by the way. Smiley oh, face. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, our good friend Cousins. Cousins 2019. Uh, episode is a strange one. Some bits I like when the Doctor is intensive care. Davidson's acting is excellent, but when Cassandra is Rose, yuck. Uh, the face of Bo is okay, and thank God it wasn't his last episode, um, which connects well into Gridlock. He gave it a 6.5. Okay. Uh, Kieran Knight. Um, he said, I tried to go back with an open mind, and although the pacing was decent, I still had many of the same problems. So Tony's all over the place, jumping from serious medical issue to quirky body swap pantomime. That's probably, I probably agree with that, mate, how you've worded yeah, that. Uh, David that Tennant gives a solid early performance through, um, though, uh, and the face of Bo is always cool. Uh, Cassandra is too sexual, and Doctor Who's worst villain a two out of ten. Two out of ten, right, yeah. <clears throat> I agree about the sexual overtones. I was uncomfortable with a, a lot of that as well. There's a joke about, Billy says something about the skin is is taken from her back and Billy says, oh, so you're talking out of your, and then they cut off. I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. This yeah. doesn't fit in Doctor Who. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, Alan Percival. Uh, hi, Alan. I think it's the first time you've commented. Alan. I could be wrong. Um, welcome aboard. Uh, some people don't like New Earth, but I've always liked it. Um, I wasn't a fan of Tennant in The Christmas Invasion, but Tennant and Piper show they're a good combo. Uh, the comedic elements are great fun also. Um, Stu Gee. Uh, I just think that's the first time Alan's commented when he hears our review. It might be the last. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a manic story, but the completion of Cassandra's tale makes it worthwhile. Joe Oliver, I have mixed feelings about this episode. Um, while I love the patience and the city of the future, the bits with Cassandra can get on my nerves, although it does pay off very well. Um, however, I don't understand why people care that it's not a good introductory episode. Surely that was Christmas Invasion for the 10th. Uh, yeah, you're kind of right. That was his first one, but I think this is his first um, episode as truly kind of owning the program. Yeah, I and guess, also you would you have know. been waiting a few months for the new series to kick off. So, you, you know what I mean? That, that anticipation, yeah. you're like, here we go. And then to get this. Mm. Um, we had Kieran Knight pop up again. <laughs> he says, so this one was hilarious. We were honestly supposed to feel for Cassandra just because she accepted that the doctor had been telling her uh, what the doctor had been telling her for two episodes. Question mark, two, exclamation mark. Two episodes. I don't get that. What does he mean? Uh, well, I think um, the end of the world. He was trying to bang some sense. Oh, into I see. Her, um, yeah, okay. well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, but it was also because he might just. It's because she goes. Because I missed this the first time. It's because she f briefly goes into the head of one of the zombies, and she sort of gets to feel their pain. That that because that's part of the reason she then decides. Um, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Tom Dix, uh, after the faultless 14 episodes plus Children in Need special, we were given this god-awful joke of an episode. <laughs> uh, RTD has stated this one was written for Billy, um, which is correct, so yeah. she could do some comedy, um, and that was a wrong move. This should have been written as another introduction for 10, um, not as focused on the fact, but it should have still been there, as this was the start of his new series. Cassandra did nothing for me, the performances from all... Uh, bar Billy and David Tennant were god-awful. Uh, and well overall, I just found it cringeworthy to watch one out of ten. I agree with a lot of that, Tom. Yeah. Um, perhaps not quite going as low with the score, but yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. Nice one, Tom. Uh, Ryan Anthony, the worst debut adventure ever. <laughs> David Tennant is one of the better Doctors, and when compared to Matt Smith, we can see that he clearly had one of the better eras as well. Though judging by this... Um, you wouldn't think it. It's awful, terrible, sickening. There's not one good thing about it. Oh, wait, there is. The ending. <laughs> one out of ten again. <laughs> yeah. Savage this week. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, my good lady wife jumped on and just put hashtag cat people. <laughs> she wants to watch Survival, Gary. That's why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Andrew Evans. Pretty big episode, nothing to scream about. I'm not a fan of the cat people. I absolutely can't stand the things. However, the acting from Tennant and Piper was great. Seven out of ten. Mm -hmm. okay. George Coppen. Basic story. Cassandra's annoying, but the infection people I quite like the idea of. Lewis Palmer. Hello, Lewis. 
Uh, this really is a weird one. It starts off about medical problems in the future, then turns into a weird story about Cassandra taking over Rose and the Doctor's body, which is really strange. Because I remember watching it loads when I was younger, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Debbie Melrose, a fab idea with overtones of Red Dwarf. Red New- Dwarf? Red Dwarf. Get in touch, Debbie. Let us know more about that. I can't see the Red Dwarf thing. No. Um, but um, yeah, let us know on that. Uh, new Doctor, old villain in a new way. The Doctor once again saying that um, it shouldn't be happening like this. As a super fan of Classic Who, it was great to see a good old-fashioned game of hide-and-seek. Uh, despite Rose um, and Jack, in brackets, locking lips with Nine, this is the start of everyone's uh, Everyone Must Kiss the Doctor, which saw a definite shift to appear with New Whovians. And uh, the adventure for the sake of companion stories back over the years. But she digresses. This was a slick romp of an episode that didn't require any padding. Cheers, Debbie. Cheers, Debbie. And... <laughs> Last comment from Paladin of Gallifrey. Uh, let me say one thing. Billy Piper in the shower. <laughs> All right. De-cleansing. So, loads of comments there. Thank you very, very much, guys. That's awesome. You filthy beast. Filthy beast. <laughs> right. Um, I had a couple on Geek's Handbag. Um, our old mate, Harry Westergaard, he says, I would call it the weaker of the two Cassandra stories, but the first one wasn't really that strong to start with. <laughs> so not a fan. <laughs> uh Yanto Williams, hello Yanto. Uh, not the best intro for David Tennant, although nice to see the face of Bo and Cassandra. Yeah, I think it's good to see the face of Bo. Callum Johnson, Johnston, he says, uh, don't like this one. It started the whole Dr. Rose love affair thing, and I hate Cassandra, but the face of Bo is cool, so I'll give it a 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spot on. And finally, Ben Smith, he says... The worst series opener, Rose as Cassandra, is incredibly irritating. The body swapping scenes are horrible. The humour falls flat on its face. And how the Doctor's random selection of curse curses managed to cure them is anyone's guess. Oh, cure, <laughs> sorry, it's me really. It is anyone's guess. Although the good, it's good to see the face of Bo and the moral dilemma with what the nurses were doing was very interesting. He's given it a 3 out of 19. I think it's probably a typo. I think he means 3 out of 10. But I agree with a lot a lot of what you said there, Ben, actually. Um, yeah, the whole thing with him grabbing the cures and, and all that and it curing everyone is, is very slap dash. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. So 3 out of 10 from Ben. So some good comments there. And I think, yeah, overall, there's a few people liked it. And um, a lot of those are people who were watching Doctor Who for the first time. And that's yeah. that's what I remember thinking. There's going to be a lot of people tuning in that have, you know, heard of this show. And, you know, it was a bit of a, it was quite an important episode in many ways. I think that's why it frustrates me that it's, it's not that great. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I, other times I probably would have just, you know, if it was a mid-season one, series one, sorry, like, like you said earlier, like... Uh, a bit of a filler one or whatever probably wouldn't bother me so much, but it was it was an important one. It was a, a kickstart to Tennant's first proper series. It, it should have been better. Indeed, I agree. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing next week, buddy? Oh, next week! Oh my word! It's the one they've all been waiting for. It's time in the Rani next week. Yeah. Sylvester McCoy's first episode. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to chewing the fat on that one. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting, an interesting so, one to talk through, I believe. It certainly is. Indeed. And I think that will wrap for 45, buddy. Okay. So thank you very much for joining us on this journey in the TARDIS for episode 45. Uh, trivia question time last week we asked you what were the very first words written in history and for a few days we didn't have anything from anyone and then they all started coming through Um, so on Twitter we had Epic Who and uh, we also had um, uh, Cousins 2019 also on on Twitter as well and we also had um uh, we had Kieran Knight on Facebook. Um, so you all got it right. The words, the first words in history were Hello Sweetie. Of course, yes. Of course, left by River Song for the Doctor. Yeah. 
As soon as you, as soon as I saw that, I was like, of course it was. I, I couldn't think of it last week when you said it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course. Next week's question, or this week's question, shall I say? Uh, how many people have to be online in order for the Osterhagen key to be used? Ooh. How many people have to be online in order for the Osterhagen key to be used? Just before, just jump onto Twitter or Facebook and hit us up with the answer. We'll read them out next week. Excellent. Excellent. So jump over to our website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. From there, you can check out all of our previous episodes and you can also link off to Twitter and Facebook to give us a follow and a like. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes. In iTunes, if you just do a search for Big Blue Box Podcast, it will pop up our two mugs are on the picture everywhere so just give us a give us a subscribe on there that'd be very cool our photoshopped mugs photoshopped mugs yeah actually just to say because um a, a few people have um asked have requested a couple of episodes that we've already done um so yeah it, go and go and check out some of our previous episodes uh, have a look online because um some of the ones you've asked for we did sort of earlier on so yeah it's worth going back and, and seeing if you've missed any yeah they're all on itunes or on the website so you can find them all from there episode one onwards uh, also, check out Adam's YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag. Yes. So many good videos on there. Oh, I've got a cracker coming up. I've been I've been slaving away on this for about four months. Cool. Um, but I'm finally getting there, and I'm quite pleased with the result. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a convention one, so yeah, it's coming up soon. Coolio. Right, so until next week, uh, when you join us for episode 46, my name's Gary. And my name's Adam. Until then, Alonzi! Alonzi!